There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. Timmy, good morning. Hi, PJ. Uh, now, James James has his own story and, and he's told it, but your own story itself is 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 interesting and, and fascinating. There was a lot about it in the in the Echo recently. Um, your own your own early life was a bit chaotic, to say the least. Yeah, um, it was a, it was different. It was a little bit difficult, you know. Uh, we grew up with a single parent in the home and there was a lot of mental health issues within the family home as well so um uh like growing up as a young child it was um it was quite difficult to learn how to, to become any form of adult or how to handle any kind of issues that came up in my teens and, and you know so it was a little bit difficult yeah so um but that's where addiction then and uh, other things came in then mental health problems because you know when you're not able to deal with stuff that you don't understand yeah. um, and issues that come up um, I kind of we, we turned to substances and alcohol for that just to kind of help us get through whatever emotional stuff was going is it going on to me that like you know Sometimes, as as children, we 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 turn to family to to learn how to deal with things, and we kind of learn how to be an adult from the adults around us. And and you didn't have that opportunity. Yeah, and um, you know, looking back, um, there was myself and I have two brothers as well. You know, um, from my own experience in life, and meant with my own mental health issues. I look back and, and I look at my mother's state of being at the time, like, um, you have, like, there was a lot of anger there for the time being and early recovery for myself. But as I kind of learned a little bit more, as time went on, you know, you were able to have that bit of empathy and compassion for, for, for my mother because I had more understanding around what, um, like, she had a nervous breakdown when I was three years of age. You know, she was a single parent at that stage, and you know, um, she like she was a young woman herself, and she really didn't understand how to how to be a parent and with her own issues that were going on at the time. I presume, like you know, she probably felt the loss. You know, so around that, you know, w- w- when I got myself sorted, um, eventually, and after seeing a lot of kind of counselors and psychotherapists and psychologists along the way I was able to understand my mother's issues a little bit more yeah. and have a little bit of compassion because 
in the family home growing up, there would have been a lot of, an awful, <coughs> excuse me, there would have been an awful lot of violence in the house, you know, and we learned uh, how to deal with issues through violence. You know, there was never uh, sit down and have a chat. It was, it was just, it, it was just violence, you know, and and, and that's, that was kind of brought into my own life then a little bit because that was the only way I understood to get what I wanted in life because I hadn't got an education. You know, I wasn't, um, I went to school, to primary school, but I couldn't, uh, I hadn't got the, the, the attention span to be able to sit down and, and listen and be able to do homework at home, you know, because when I was going home, I was going into a home where it, it, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been your normal home. Like yeah. I, I often went home, my mother would be, she'd either be in bed or she could be sitting on the couch rocking up and down because she, she was probably having a bad day, you know? Yeah. And I had two younger brothers as well, so they would have had to been looked after as well. Yeah. You say that, and you have said that you thought you'd be dead before 30. Mm, Why? Yeah. Well, when you're living a life of, of crime and addiction, you know, you have actually no awareness around life. And I, ha- I had no awareness. I had, like, uh, the only thing I ever thought about was, was alcohol, uh, drugs, gambling, and other issues that were going on in my life. I was never capable of thinking of anything else. Well, why did you start the drugs? Um, the blackout, the emotional pain that I was going through as a young child. What, what age was that, Tim? Well, I started using uh, substances like um, gas and tipex and glue at, in primary schools, let's say 11, 12. And from there, then going into secondary school, you know, you're introduced to harder drugs. Like, at the time... In, in Cork City, all you had really was hash and, say, ecstasy in the 90s. You know, there would have been nothing other than that available. So um, we kind of... And, and prescribed medication is a massive part of um, my my drug abuse as well. Yeah. So I started using them then when I was in secondary because you, you try to fit in. You want to fit into a certain group and... Uh, the group I fit into was 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 people that had similar kind of upbringings to me because our energy would have been the same. It was chaotic, you know, and mm-hmm. because uh, education wasn't on the agenda. It, it wasn't something that we we were in school to learn. We weren't there. We were just in there. We were just surviving, basically. We were we were just surviving from day to day with the hope that we get through there, like uh, unconsciously, you know, because back then. As a teenager, I had absolutely no awareness because I was just basically surviving, you know? Yeah. You look back at it now, uh, do you wonder how you made it? Um, do you know what, uh, PJ? You, you always have a belief. Uh, well, this is the belief. I, I always had a belief that there was, mo- there, was, there was potential there in me, you know, but I was never able to get the potential out because of my addiction all these uh, substances and alcohol and my mental health issues as well you know and because when you're growing up and you live in a, a household where there's a lot of trauma you know um, I had a lot of trust issues anxiety depression you know it was very difficult for me to kind of retain relationships with friends and 
even with my wife at the beginning, I wasn't able to really kind of settle down or, or, or be responsible, you know. Um, but as time, when I when I did get into recovery, eventually, um, through the work I was doing with, with, with um, uh, psychotherapists and psychologists and stuff, I was able to understand why um, I had these difficulties in my life. What age you know, were you when you met Nicole? I was about twenty-two. Um, she she was uh, she was about seventeen or eighteen at the time. She she lived a few doors up from my father's house. Um, we often have a slagging about it. No, she's probably listening to this. But I always say that she stalked me for the the, the few years, you know. But um, we became friends for a bit, and and. From there on, we we, we kind of um, we got together, and she was with me then in the early years of of the madness, like when there was a lot of crime and and and, and drug dealing and and um, all sorts of chaotic stuff. Stuff that really, like you going back to what you said there earlier on, um, not believing that I'd live past thirty. Mm. That was that was. Like when you're living a life like that, PJ, you really don't care whether you, you survive or not. Like because I could never see beyond that age because it really didn't bother me, you know. Um, because I had no value on my own life, and because of my my childhood traumas and stuff like that, I'd lost all respect for the human race at the time yeah. and, and for, for human beings because. Like I remember being as a young, really young child, like and 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 the abuse would have been so bad that like um, suicide would have crossed my mind at the age of seven and eight years of age. You know what I mean? Wow. So, um, yeah, but <laughs> it's a it's a sad take to say, but there there were the circumstances back then, like and you know so. And in all the years of falling apart and like you said chaos and jail and crime and drugs and drink she stuck it out well yeah she did do you ever think of the role she played in where you are now uh, well I'll get to that now and her role would have been um, without her role there would be probably no Timmy now let's just say that because um I, I had something, you know, I had something to fight for, you know, and because I wasn't going to do it for myself because I had no self-respect for myself. I had no, I had no self-esteem or confidence. I had no awareness to even know what was going on in my life, you know. And it was just, it came to a halt at one time, you know, something happened in my life and... Um, my kids were out of my life at the time and there was barren orders for me in the house because I was, uh, would have been violent with drinking me, you know, and, and abusive. And it was just, just like one, one night, uh, it just hit, it just, as you, as people say, like the, the shit hit the fan. Um, and I got this little bit of awareness around me and I was uh, just, it just told me, what are you doing? Like, how, how long? Like, this can't keep going on. You you don't even see your kids. And so what I eventually done was I, I, I um, that was the last time I drank or used or, or gambled or any of the old behaviours. I cut them out of my life there. And that was nearly nine years ago now. And 
but it's been a long, long road, uh, PJ, in yeah. terms of uh, getting to where I am now. You know, a, a massive part of of my recovery was um, being able to sit with, with with the emotions and the feelings of of of, of my past because. I would have never known, like when I when I went to treatment a few years ago, I went in for a month before I went to prison in 2012. I went into treatment in February and I went to prison in March. And I, like, I, it was just, I just, I couldn't, you know, I was just, I know it was time, you know, I just knew it was time yeah. and to, to get myself sorted. Um, unbeknown to myself, there was just this drive in me that just wanted me to keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And that's what I've done. Mm. So I started you, to educate you, myself. You talk about that, that, if you want, light bulb moment where, yeah. like you said yourself, the, 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 yeah. the you know what hit the fan and, and yeah. you're there and you're thinking. I actually lost my train of thought there. I was fucking trying to think of it while we were having that's, a chat. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Like, yeah. that, what, when, like that particular moment. Yeah. Can you recall? Yeah. I can. Um, I recall it really well. Um, I was back inside in the cell um, from for, for 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 being arrested again, and uh, and the only thing that was going through my mind while I was in the cell, no, it was a it was a crazy night because I'd been um, there was a bit of an altercation with guards and scuffle, and there was a lot of pepper spray and stuff involved. I was completely, um, I was crazy, like. Um, on and you know in fairness to the guards they they done their best to kind of uh to, to stop me from going crazy but i was just it was mad i was on a lot of drugs at the time and alcohol and um i remember being arrested and going into the cell and having a doctor inside in the in the cell with me to make sure i was all right because i was i was i was in a really really bad state and I remember the thoughts going through my head of just, I, will they ever leave the cell so I can, um, I, I, I had drugs planked in my body at the time and I was just saying, will they ever leave the cell so I can I can go back using and get more drugs. So the minute they left the cell, I was up on the floor. I have to remember I was destroyed in pepper spray. I was sweating in my pores, the pepper spray. My body, you know, was in a lot of pain. And... Um, the only thing that was going through my mind was drugs, uh, and I was crawling around the, the cell floor, and the floor was grey. I remember very, very well because it, it, it was the, it was that one time that I had this, this real strong sense of awareness, and that that was the night that changed my life. So I was trying to pick up white pieces of, of of blotches of paint on the floor of the cell, thinking that there 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 were bits of drugs, uh, you know, and I just had this kind of overwhelming strong kind of like bolt of lighting as i say it, it just it was just like a light bulb just lit up on my head and mm. just said what what are you doing with that what? one little tiny voice in yeah, your head yeah. that said jesus yeah, man yeah. what yeah. are you doing like your kids are at home it's christmas you haven't seen them you know you're you're going to prison you know what like how long is this going to go like and and that was it for me. Do you that know where it. that message came from? Do you ever think where did that? Uh, no, message... I, I do. No, no. Back then, I just, I just took it for what it was because I didn't understand it. But no, I do. No, I know it was just it was my true self. You know, it was just after breaking through the madness that was going on for me, and it was just 
it just got that out and it was the right time for it to, to, to word itself to, 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 to voice yeah. what was going on it was the exact time because I, I was ready then you know because I was yeah. on my own I was after break and all the the bonds relationship I had with, with, with everybody that was in my life you know I was lonely I was very lonely and that was a very very strong um, thing for me as well to, to, to get my act together and mm. that real lonely feel walking the streets knowing that nobody like you, you'd know on the phone because nobody actually would answer the phone or nobody wanted you at the time because you have to hurt on everybody around you. Maybe not physically, but emotionally and break broken promises and all these different things. And, um, you know, that was the night then that my life changed. Like, and from there on, I, I didn't use or drink or gamble again, but it took a bit of time then for my behaviours to stop. You know, I would have been very hot-headed and stuff, and it just took a lot of time. And through meditation, I was able to... Um, bring myself back a little bit and, and, and calm down, you know, that there's still, there, there'll, there'll always be that little bit of fire that you have, you know, it, yeah. it, it was what protected me. Maybe, in the maybe it was life. that that gave you the strength to turn around. Possibly, possibly PJ, you know, and, mm. you know, but, you know, today, my, my life is, is on the 360. And yeah, I'm fascinated by it. You, you went back then and you, Continued the education that you said you didn't have, and mm. you went and you you qualified as a carpenter, correct? I tell you what happened. No, when I went to prison in, in 2012 in March, I, I went straight into the education system in the prison, and I went straight into the to, to put my name down for um, a psychologist just to see someone because I knew there was I wasn't well. Um, and I just kept going, and I done the equivalent of the junior cert because I didn't do it when I was out, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just kept moving with the FETAC level three and the level four, and then I done one subject in the leaving cert. I done history, you know. I just needed to keep proving to myself that I was I, I could do these things, um, and I just kept moving forward, you know. And I picked up a bit of other hobbies in there as well, uh, wood carving and. Meditation was introduced to me in prison by my psychologist, and and that was able. I could see PG. I couldn't sit still. You know, if if I was sitting in your company back then, my two legs would be hopping, literally hopping off the floor, and I wouldn't be able to sit and have a conversation with you because if, if you were talking to me, I'd be I'd be somewhere else. You know, there was no awareness there. And what you were know, you thinking of when you were pacing up and down like that? I'd be thinking about getting out of your company and going to use, right. or going to gamble, or, 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 or something. Every, like, everything you know. was focused on the next fix. Everything was focused on something to take Timmy away from Timmy, you know. Um, you put that brilliantly, actually. Yeah, but that's just that's exactly how it was. I, there I were two Timmys, though, weren't there? There was one in control and one trying to gain control. Yeah, and for but the one that. The one that was in control, PJ, for, for for most of my life, from my early teens and even probably even younger, was was the Timmy that saved me. It just it, it saved me okay. throughout those years. You know, it just built, built up this kind of demeanor and mechanism for being able to deal with people to get me through everything that came my way in life. 
Okay. I want to take a commercial break, if you wouldn't mind, Timmy, and I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, coming back from that rock bottom moment and, mm. and, and the podcast and, and why it means so much to yourself and, and to James now and why you think it's gone so well. So just stay with me for a minute. I'm talking to Timmy Long, uh, one half of the two Norries podcast. Fascinating story, and there's more to tell. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 0833 On Cork's 96FM. Speaking with Timmy Long from the Two Norries podcast. So, Timmy, what was it? Was it why you were in jail um, for after 2012 that your mom died? Was it? Yeah, um, we, myself and Thomas were nine months into our sentence, and um, your brother, um, you yeah, were both there, yeah, yeah, and um, that's when the uh, it was the third of December, two thousand and twelve. It was the day after her birthday, um, and uh, we just got, I got a knock on the cell door the next morning about nine o'clock, and it, that would have been the the fourth, and they came in just to tell me that my mother was after passing away. How long has it been since you'd seen her? Um, it would been nine months. I didn't see her while I was in prison. Mm. You know, while you, I was in, were you still in contact with her before that? There wasn't very much contact because um, I was going through a lot with a psychotherapist at the moment and at the time of, of, of her death and it was advised that I um, just kind of to get through what, what we were going through at the time but I spoke to her the night before it was her birthday we were on the phone in the landing myself and Thomas we were just chatting to her mm. you know I was after writing a letter as well and I just wrote to her just asking her to, to get a bit of help and she was after writing back to me telling me that she was um, she was seeing a counsellor you know to deal with her own issues that she had in her own life you know 
and that made me so happy and that gave me a bit of a bit of hope of of having a good relationship with my mother then when when I did get out but uh, unfortunately she was after taking my own life then by that stage that's something that could have thrown you right off your path couldn't it definitely yeah but it didn't why why didn't it do you you think I had two young kids and a wife from home that 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 needed me, you know. No matter what was going on in my life, all the thoughts probably crossed my mind back then, you know. But something stronger than me just kept me going at the time. It just gave me the power, you know. I had some good people as well, you know, on the landing in the prison that were very, very good to me, and there were people that I could go go to and, and talk to and, and know that I was going to get a really honest answer mm. you know something that I needed and I always listened to somebody like that there's no place for bullshit in a prison is there there's not um, TJ you know no, there's not um, when you go to prison it's, it's up to you what way you want to go you know and all I wanted to do was, was was change my life and just try to be there for my wife and for my kids something that I wouldn't have been um, before prison you know yeah. because you mentioned well, something stronger. Do you know what the something stronger was? Um, no, I, I wouldn't be very religious in terms of I don't go to mass and stuff, but I've a really strong belief in a power stronger than me, and and sometimes I believe that that power is within within us when we can look beyond the materialistic world that we live in today, and we kind of just bring ourselves back. You know, I always, I believe it's it's all internal, it's, it's there within me, you know, um, so I believe it's, it's it's in me, it's in me, it's just some things I need to really get beyond my own ego and everything else that's going on for me to be able to leave that path out and get the real honest answers and the information that I really need to, yeah. to move forward in my own life, you know. Before the break, you were you were suggesting to me that... In actual fact, it was, in one way, it was the crazy that saved you. Yeah, you know, and um, you know when you grow when you grow up in, in an area that you know, like where I grew up, I grew up in Holly Hill in Arcullen. Mm. It was fantastic, fantastic area, PJ. Right, the neighbours up there, were my family, basically, you know. They were very, very good to me, my mum. You know, I have a few neighbours in particular that were, just, they were there for me growing up, and I have, I have a lot of contact with those people still today. And I, I love them dearly because, you know, it was their input in my life as a young child that got me through a lot of difficult situations, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up as young kids, PJ, our role models would have been fellas that were respected by the community that had been to prison, you know, fellas that were, were selling drugs and they had money. Like, I, we had nothing. We had, we'd have to, we had nothing, you know. And for me to see somebody that also had nothing, but now they're walking around in the best runners, our track suits at the time, I would have been a teenager, and cars, you know. You know and, like, me not knowing then that I can get anything like this, to education because I, I could barely read or write the time, you know. Um, so you, there's one one thing you're going to do, like, and you're going to you're going to test things, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. 
you know, and and that's where the, the drugs kind of came into my life. Then, you know, I was addicted to them as well, and and it was a good way to feed my habit, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, if you know, listen, some of the best people in this city are are, are from Churchfield, and um, that I know, right, Churchfield. Nachlihini, Arcullen, Holly Hill, you know, it's just, they'll always say hello to you, you know, yeah. like the amount of people that came up to me after the podcast that knew me um, from before and how uh, how different I was, violent, or I had this angry demeanour to kind of, just kind of stay away, that came up and just said, you know what, to me, fair play, that was fantastic for me. That yeah. was a great... Like how how did it come about? Because I remember talking to James about it and he had yeah. this podcast idea. How did you become involved in that then? How did it all get off the ground? Well, myself and James were, na- were neighbours growing up. Keith, James' brother, would have been a, a very close friend of mine growing up and we went to school together. And James would have been younger then and James would have been uh, my brother Thomas's um, age. Jan- Between Thomas and John Paul, my other brother, they would have been the same age. And myself and James, we got into recovery around the same time. Um, and I was doing community service in the orthopedic, and so was James at the time. And you know what? It was great to have somebody like James with me over there doing the community service because we were able to talk about what issues was going on for us at the time in early recovery. And, you know, we got each other through the community service. And, you know, but we were always, we grew up together. We were always kind of in, in groups together growing up. But, from there in, we just started going for cups of tea and coffee in different occasions, and um, we kept we we kept in contact. And when James was brave enough to go on the Tommy Tierney show, then it's quite like it, the response from that then from people that really needed help that were suffering with addiction and mental health problems was 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 quite a lot, and. We were down in his place one day, um, and we had a chat, and I just mentioned the podcast, and do you know what? That could be a great way to get the message out there and yeah. show people that there's actually a way back from from mental health issues and, and addiction problems, yeah. and it doesn't have to be the way it is. Because the great thing about a podcast is that you can focus on one issue, you can talk about it for as long as you want, there's no... Well, there's a basic agenda, but there's no format, there's no ad breaks, there's no mm. no producers sitting outside a window going, do this, do that. It it, it just generates its, its own freedom. It, exactly. Yeah, it's it's real, you know, um, and, and the guests we've had in the last 10 episodes, now the first four were myself and James, we're just giving our own stories, but the rest of the guests, guests they were very relevant in terms of their, their brought the issues that they spoke about were things that went on from for me and my own story and James's story, you know. But in season two now, we've had a lot of feedback and, and people really need to hear the inspirational stories, other stories like of people that have overcome eating disorders and people that have can't overcome their own adversities in, in life, like mental health and uh, drug and alcohol addictions and gambling addictions. We're hoping to have more people on like that, you know, Good. because people need to, to hear these stories, you know, because it's the one it, that's the thing that will give them the little nudge, 
over the line just to, to make that bit of an effort to get a bit of help, you know, and 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 and, and change their own life for the better. Yeah, there's probably know? people listening right now, uh, Timmy. Do you know who are struggling themselves? Uh, we just had a, a message in from uh, a caller, uh, very worried about uh, her own partner. Now he has left the family home dealing with addiction and all that, but it's affecting her son. It's affecting him. It's affecting every element of her son and her lives. And she's so worried about her son following the partner down that road. And she's, you know, she'd love to talk to you or anyone concerned with yeah. what she does. Like pe- People have started to come forward to yourself and James asking you to address things in the podcast, haven't they? Yes, and we, will, we, we took all that on board. We took all the feedback on board and we've been on to people that have gone through these d- different situations in life and they're very willing to come on to the podcast and share their experience. And it will give people that are suffering from whatever issues these are um, a, a bit of a route or a road to go down to change their own lives or to get a family member help. You know, but when somebody has a problem with, with whatever is any form of addiction or mental health issue, no, mental health is different when it comes... To, well, it's not different in a sense, because like, it, it, mental health issues drive people to addiction it's my experience anyway, but um, uh, we're hoping to have people on just to talk about all these different um, different areas and they'll be able to help people massively, you know, because um, my own experience is around gambling, alcohol, drugs, and, and we could even go as far as just you know, binge eating and things like that. Mm. But um, the guests we'll be having on in season two will be able to help an awful lot of people that are are really struggling. And if someone has an issue and they wanted to contact me or James, like there's we have there's a twit there's a two Norris, uh, uh Instagram page and Twitter page as well. I think. Yeah, and there's a website, the two Podcast dot com. Yes. Did Did yes. you think when you sat down to record the first one mm-hmm. that you'd be looking at series two and and that it would take off like it has? Um, do you know what? I was just trying to get over my own kind of self-esteem issues at the time <laughs> and get through my first two podcasts because I didn't know what way I was going to be reacted to by the people, by the people in the Were you afraid, Tim, when you sat them first? I had, to, I had to kind of overcome that fear, PJ, and look at the broad picture and, and see how my story would would help other people. You know, there's always going to be a fear there and you're going to be anxious and not, all these different things, all these different feelings and stuff. But there was just, like going back to saying what we were talking about, well, there was something inside me, there was just something inside me just telling me, just keep going, just keep doing this, like it's going to help a lot of people. You know, it was never for my own reasons. And the same with James, we never done this to, to be famous or, or to be public figures, right? Yeah. We've done this to, to really give back to the community and show people that people can change. Uh, was you it know, because you really both? Sorry to cut across you. Was it because you both, like you described very clearly, that moment in the cell mm. where something clicked, and, and James also kind of had his 
moment where something clicked. Mm-hmm. Is part of what you do, Tim, to say to anybody who's going through stuff, it's within you, it'll come. It's always within you, right? And there's a lot of young people as well have been in contact with us, you know, and, and they're taught around giving up alcohol or substances at a young age is that they'll they'll have no life. And, and this is my own experience as well, because like I went to treatment at the age of 15 and my first treatment centre and then I went into another treatment centre uh, a little bit after that for over two years. So I was in treatment for, for most of my teens. And when I came out of treatment, like my thoughts, we're coming back in. Oh, you're too young. Sure, you're only you're only eighteen. No, you know you've loads of time. Give it another few years, you know. But that few years, it's that gap. Them few years there, they will cause an, odd, an awful lot of damage to your mental health. Or some people, you know what? It's unfortunate. A lot of people probably don't make it through those few years. Something happens, and they might end up in prison. Or they might end up dead, you know, that's that's the sad part of it, you know, and, and, and I'm fortunate, and so is James, that we were able to come through all that madness in between, uh, you know, f- from when we started to where we, the where li- we stopped. The lives you, know? you both have now, where you're both happy and well and content, did you, yeah. did you think, you said to me earlier, and to wrap up, you said you thought you'd be dead by 30 Mm-hmm. Did you ever think that you'd be as settled and happy as I think you are now? No, no, never, never, never crossed my mind. And what's you know? the message from that? Um, the message, PJ, is that anyone can do it. Somebody, somebody like me could do this. Like, there's no, and I say this constantly, you know, there's no such thing as someone that's hopeless. You know, in, in any form of life, anybody can get this. They just, it just has to be put in there. They have to have the right people. You know, it's there for people if they really want it. You know, but some people have to hit the rock bottom, like I did, and, and, and like James did, and, and like a lot of other people did. And you have to hit that place where you're on your own. No, you know, you're lonely. There's no, there's no doors open for you anymore because you're after hurting everybody around and, you. And no that's, a, that's a horrible place. You wouldn't wish it on anybody, but at the same time, it was the start of the, of the recovery for you. Finally, Timmy, if there were people listening who are in a situation like you found yourself anywhere along yeah. the road, where do they start going for help or where, who would you recommend and what would you recommend? Uh, um, I began with, with um, yeah. and because it, it just got me through your years of, of um, it just it showed me a, a little bit about alcoholism and addiction and stuff and I was able to understand this to an extent but the most important part for me in my own recovery was getting help outside of AA seeing people like uh, counsellors and psychologists and, and um, psychotherapists and stuff and they're the people I saw in, in the, the first six years of my recovery and, and I got the understanding of my own issues uh, from from those but um, I'd say just just ask for help open your mouth if you're struggling just ask for that bit of help of somebody that you can trust and somebody that you know will put you on the right road 
ask for the help. There's a lot of organisations there that are more than willing to help anybody out. You know, uh, you just have to want this and 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 find somebody that you look up to. Corks ninety six FM. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps dot com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.